Last week, we talked to Mark Larson, whose new book, Ensemble, The Oral History of Chicago Theater, chronicled all the various companies that have begun in Chicago and risen to such glorious uh, heights. Companies like Steppenwolf, started by a bunch of college friends, like the Tony-winning Looking Glass Theater Company, started by a bunch of college friends. This is a sequel of sorts, because I'm talking to a young college friend who has recently graduated from Valparaiso and with her college chums has founded Chicago's next great theater company, the Imposters Theater Company. Rachel Borgo is the executive director. And have I described it correctly, Rachel? Are you really the next Steppenwolf? Well, I was afraid you were going to say, well, these are all the great theaters. And now we're going to talk to the executive director of the bottom of the barrel. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 662, The Imposter's Theater. Rachel and I know each other because she was one of my students when I taught and directed at Valparaiso University in Indiana a few years ago. And she was just one of my uh, stellar students. And honestly, this podcast is, 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 um, is a chance for me to get in on the ground floor of Rachel Borgo because I think for there is going to come a time at which, in which um, um, we will all be working for her. So um, not to oversell you too much. But why did you decide with your imposter colleagues to come and, to the dismay of parents everywhere, come to Chicago to start a theater company. The Imposters Theater Company was started by Stefan Rosine, who is the artistic director. He was my upperclassman, and I met him in a show that I did freshman year, and he was a sophomore. It was Tom Stoppard's Arcadia. I was too afraid of him to speak to him, um, but everyone had caught the flu during dress rehearsal week, so when he was puking into a bucket, I offered him some Abysmal tablets, which I carry on me at all times, and our friendship was born that day. Um, after well, and, and uh, I got to stop right there. So you're you must be a stage manager at heart or a mom at heart that you carry Pepto Bismol with you at all times. No, I'm just constantly nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just uh, again a typical state of uh, of being for those of us in the theater. Continue. Um, so after Stefan graduated, he reached out to a few of us who were still at Valparaiso University and those who had also graduated years before him, saying, hey, we've all done theater together in school. We made some incredible art. Let's continue doing that. Why should it stop after we graduate? And so I actually joined the Imposters Theater Company when I was still in college. I was a junior still, and we started planning in 2015, and um, it all led up to our inaugural season in 2018. Here in Chicago. And you've, uh, in the classic Chicago historical sense you're a storefront theater but you're you don't have your own storefront yet you're on the you're on the third floor of a multi-use building um, and I've seen a couple of your shows there and they're fascinating and they're fabulous and you guys are doing the work you want to do how would you describe the imposters mandate the imposters really want to play pretend without it being some sort of a childish endeavor we are still working with the darker realities of life and um, 
including them in our more fantastical imaginations and how we develop a story, how we bring characters to life on stage. Um, it's really a matter of embracing the art of pretend, which is our whole motto. It's um, what we live by. It's how we judge whether we should do a show or not. Are we embracing the art of pretend by putting up this story? And so far, we've been lucky enough to have incredible writers in our ensemble that have provided the words that do exactly that. I love that notion of embracing the art of pretend. I like to say that the Reduce Shakespeare Company is childlike without being childish. <clears throat> it's the kind of theater I love. I also love the name Imposters because it is both self-deprecating and acknowledging the imposter syndrome that we all feel, you know, even me still, um, and, and yet it is you wear it as a badge of pride as well. Yeah, we absolutely do. It was something we talked about in the beginning phases of the group. What are we going to go by? What is our name? Um, the imposters came up because of the imposter syndrome, but also because um, so many people in our ensemble wear different masks. Um, they can be writers. They can also be light designers or costumers or directors. And They're, so they're hyphenates, in other words. They're not disguising one or the other. They do all these things. Absolutely. And the idea that someone has to prescribe to only one practice in the theater arts is very outdated. And something that Stefan himself really instills in all of us is that we can do whatever will be useful to the show. So he reached out to me and asked me if I would be interested in writing dramaturgy, which was something that I hadn't done since college. And so this past year, I have written two dramaturgical reports for actors. Well, I remember you were my assistant director on <laughs> The Air Affair when I directed it at Valparaiso, and you were way more organized than I was, which is great because I'm not organized. You're, you, you, you have the skills of a dramaturg. You have the skills of a, of a, of a stage manager. And then you had to step in for one of the actors, and I saw that you, oh, my God, had the chops of an actor as well. Um, do the mem it, it, it sounds like what you're saying is that the, mem the imposters get to flex all of these muscles. Is that right? Yeah, it's absolutely right. Um, it's really I, one of the gifts, because your work as an actor, or Kai's work as a costume designer, informs all the other work you do for the theater. Yeah, it really harkens back to when you are a kid and you get to play pretend. So maybe this game, you are the villain. Maybe the next game, you are the hero. Maybe another game, you're the damsel in distress. It's really whatever hole you can fill, and um, Stefan is really good. One of his talents, I think, as just a person is be able to see the good in someone and be able to uplift that so that they are being used to the fullest extent and also feel themselves fulfilled. This is incredible because I wrote an essay for the Folger a Shakespeare and Beyond blog. It was about one's identity changes throughout your life. Your, your role in life can change over the course of your life. It can change over the course of a semester. It can, you might be an actor now, but you want to do these other things. You might be more than one thing at, at any given time. And the imposters, uh, from what you're saying, sounds like it absolutely embodies this idea, which I love. Yeah, absolutely. We don't really tie ourselves down to any specific business plan or the right way to go. It's just a matter of feeling our way through it. And some people might see that as naive, but we also think that it's adaptive. Um, well, uh, and so you're the executive director. That's your title. But I imagine you do a lot of things. And I imagine 
is it is it top-down management style, Stefan and you, or is it ensemble-driven, as in Looking Glass? It is very ensemble-driven. Um, the bare bones of it, Stefan is our leader, and I am his second hand. However, the other titled positions, so our marketing director, our development director, our um, communications director, so on and so forth, everybody has their own sense of initiative, and they know when something is supposed to happen. So our archivist, for instance, knows it's time that we bring around the blog again and we show people what we're doing from the inside. Our marketing director knows, oh, it's time that we amp up our promotional value on social media. So the marketing director, Kai, will partner with Mallory, our communications associate, and um, create some content that will get our clicks up. (laughs) Getting your clicks up, as they say. Hello, this is Andy White, Looking Glass Theater Company, and I want to thank you personally from the very, very bottom of my bottomless heart for listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. Our fall of 2019 tour of the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revised begins next month with performances in Davidson, North Carolina, Greeley, Colorado, Arcata, California, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Bothell, Washington, Elmira, New York, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, East Lansing, Michigan for two nights, and Branchburg, New Jersey. We'll also perform the Ultimate Christmas Show Abridged on December 14th in Pontiac, Michigan, and on three nights from December 20th to the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona. And we will also open our 11th stage show, Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel in Rohnert Park, California, on October 18th to the 20th, and then perform the international premiere this November as part of the Tel Aviv Festival in Israel with performances of Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel in Jerusalem, Haifa, and two performances in Tel Aviv. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring dates for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. Now back to my conversation with Rachel Borgo, the executive director of the Imposters Theater Company, who I met up with recently in my current favorite drinking hole on the North Shore, the Celtic Knot Pub in Evanston. So why did you guys decide to start a theater in Chicago? Was it just that's where people from Valparaiso go? Did some of your students go to L.A. or, or, or New York? Why, why Chicago? Chicago is just, as you know, incredibly ripe with talent, with opportunity, with diversity. And it just seemed like the natural step for us as a theater company coming out of Northwest Indiana. I mean, so many people living in Northwest Indiana can attest to the fact that we all pretend that we are from Chicago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I'm from the big city, but no, we're not. Um, it's not 80, 90 minutes away, at least. Yeah. At least, right. But it was sort of something we talked about in college quite a bit, in the theater program, when you move to Chicago to start your theater career. When you, yes. Exactly. It wasn't a matter of if, it was when. Um, some people, I'm sure, did choose different cities. Um, I am not 
in close touch with them anymore. The people who... Yeah, screw those people. Yeah. (laughs) The people who I am close with are the people that I have either um, taken with me from Valpo um, or met in Chicago. So it's this very, very close-knit community of artists in Chicago. And what are some of the struggles you've had to deal with? Was finding a space a pain? Are you are, are people being good to you? Are you finding mentors here in town? How's that all? Are you getting audiences? Are, how's that all going? Of course, so many things can be very, very difficult. Finding a space was difficult at first. Um, we finally landed at Collaboration Studios, which is in Wicker Park. And um, it's some, somewhat of a difficult position to be with, be in, because you are are surrounded by so many competing artistic visions in collaboration. Um, it's actually sort of a live-in situation for many artists. There are dogs roaming around, and <laughs> the sort of homespun value of it... Not, is, not feral dogs, to be clear, not wild dogs, but they're pets. They're domesticated. No, they're lovely. One of them is named um, Winston, and he's brilliant. So finding a space was difficult, but I think landing on collaboration was really lucky because it sort of matches a lot of our aesthetic as a theater company and it's pretty accessible for most of us um, and they've been very kind to us there. Um, Other difficulties, of course, have just been getting butts in seats. That's always the issue with theater and especially for a no-name theater company. If we were rolling in Steppenwolf, I mean, that would fill out a house no matter what, the good men. Um, I work for another company, Windy City Playhouse. Even we have difficulty filling seats, although that we, we've gotten a lot of good press and we're five years strong. Um, a professional company. Exactly, an equity company. And um, it's very, very difficult for a small theater company. But on the flip side of that, um, the imposters, we've been getting a lot of very good traction within the artist community. People will come back to us and say, oh, I talked to so-and-so or so-and-so's agent, and they said, oh, yeah, the imposters. I've heard of them. I hear that they're treating our artists right. And that is honestly the best compliment we could ever receive. You mentioned Windy City Playhouse. I I love the fact that you have a a day job, uh, uh, an income job, that's with another theater. How useful is that to be working at a a more established theater company that's fully professional, seeing how the grown-ups do it? I mean... Do you, do you go, oh, my God, I want to do it this way? And do you also go, oh, I don't ever want to do it that way, you know? I always want to do it the Playhouse way. <laughs> I won't lie. Okay. Um, I am so, so lucky and, frankly, blessed to be on the staff of Windy City Playhouse. Um, the staff is an incredibly warm community, and they are always willing to help, uh, to listen, to offer advice, and that is commonly what I need as a 24-year-old in Chicago, based on my life and also based on the fact that I am the head of a very, very young theater company that is doing its darndest to make a name for itself. And in addition to all of this, you are also a produced screenwriter. You had a movie come out last year that you wrote starring John Hader of Napoleon Dynamite fame. What the hell, Rachel? How did that happen? 
Uh, truly another hashtag blessed moment. Um, I was very lucky to have gone to school with a close friend of mine, Kendall Goldberg. She is an aspiring, well, no, not even aspiring anymore. She is a director, a young female director in LA. Um, we went to high school together. She went to school in California while I stayed in Indiana doing um, the theater route while she went into film. And um, I wrote the script of When Jeff Tried to Save the World, and she took it and produced it, directed it, made it what it was, and I really owe everything to her. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can find out more about The Imposters Theater Company by visiting their website, theimpostorstheater.com. That's imposters with an O-R-S and theater with an R-E, theimpostorstheater.com. Then send us your proposal for a storefront theater via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. You can follow Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Borgo. And the Imposters Theater are at the underscore Imposters with an O-R. Thanks, as always, to Clown College alum Matthew Croak. Web services by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber at GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Captain Winch Headbutt who's on Twitter. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Andy White, Director of Community Engagement in Looking Glass Theatre Company's Department of Curiosity. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 662-1986 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. So if any of our listeners want to uh, support the Imposters Theater... Well, you can visit us online at theimpostorstheater.com. You are more than welcome to support in any way possible. We just held our second annual fundraiser, um, but we could always use more help in that regard. There is a support option on our website, and I do encourage you to go there as well. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to reduceshakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 So much less.